Tis the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. I've got no option but to sell you all for scientific experiments. It's the Bob and Sherry Show with Bob. What have I become? And Sherry. I don't sit like a lady and I swear like a pirate. And now from the palatial Bob and Sherry studios, it's Bob and Sherry. We are utterly delighted to have you with us. Thank you for tuning in to the Bob and Sherry Show. Doc is here, of course, Lamar and... Max and Sherry and me, and I have a question for you right out of the box here, Sherry. Okay. What gives women more pleasure than anything else? Um, what gives women more pleasure than anything else? Having the house yeah. all to ourselves. I, I guess I should, I should trim the sale here a little bit. It's uh, something they buy. What, what item that you buy gives you more pleasure than any Shoes. other item? Oh, shoes. that's pretty good. Yeah, that's a good. It's yep. not the answer that I'm looking at here. Uh, shoes is actually number two. Number one is buying a handbag. Oh, yeah. Buying oh, a handbag. I can see Made that. them happier when they went shopping. Yeah. Then it's high-heeled shoes, a nice summer dress, a well-fitting pair of jeans, and then uh, the list goes, you know, goes on. Little black dresses. Got women excited. I'm not allowed to say LBD or little black dress around the house here. <laughs> I, I said it once. Why is she that? She said, yeah. Well, she, uh, I said it once because, you know, this, you know what I do for a living here, right? So, and, and I've, you know, I've always enjoyed women. I've had some really nice relationships with women. So the idea of the little black dress has come up in conversation from now and then. And so Mary said, I'm taking Madison out shopping. And uh, for, for we were going out for like a wedding or something. And I said, uh, what are you looking for? And she said, um, I'm something that I don't have. Well, why don't you get an LBD? Conversation stopped. <laughs> and she looked at me and she said, don't ever say that again. <laughs> Just don't. And I don't know why. I, I thought, you know. I'm relating, right? How many guys? How many guys are going to say that? I'm relating. She hated. Well, not it. me. I mean, I'm not going to. No, you're right. Not me. I wouldn't think of it. <clears throat> anyway, well, that's actually this is good news for me because the last uh, two handbags I bought my wife, she hated. So we've come to the, an agreement that she buys her own damn handbags, and I'm out of that business. I, oh God, you could never buy I, a woman a yeah. handbag. Oh, no. The cockiness of you. Going into yeah. the handbag mm. section, the, the cockiness. I can't even imagine Kevin buying me a handbag. 
Now, well, once you once you figured out LBDs, you know, you move along to others. Yeah, to accessories. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. You, yeah. You're in the middle of the fashion. Exactly. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. Right. Kev, Kev was. I got lucky because Kev was listening to the show like a month and a half ago. We were talking about buying Christmas gifts for women, and I forget how mm. we got on the subject. But I said, guys, listen. When in doubt, just Google cashmere wrap and get her one. He heard that, and he was like googling cashmere wrap, and oh my. God, my Christmas present was amazing. So, so wait, yeah. wait, wait, wait. I I want to hear more about this, and I have a reason. When you say cashmere wrap, it, describe exactly what that is. Um, well, it looks like a like a big oversized scarf. It's not the size yeah. of a blanket, but it's bigger than a scarf, and you can hold it right there. Hold it yeah. right there. I went Christmas shopping. And um, I gave, you know, some cash to my children and um, yeah, my, my children. But I, I'm in this store to get some cards to put it in. And it's a women's uh, gift store, you know, and, and mm-hmm. that has like, you know, towels that say. Uh, Mom ain't uh, happy. Nobody's happy. Yeah. That kind right. Of coffee till cocktails, you know, stuff like that. And I found one, one of those wraps and it came in two colors came in a royal blue and a bright red. And I looked at it and it was not expensive. It was kind of a faux cashmere. And I looked at it and I said, you know what? I'm going to buy the red one for Mary and I'm going to buy the blue one for Madison. And so I gave them both that and they, they thanked me. She took me aside later and she said, you need to stay out of that store. Every time you go into that store, you throw away your money. I went, what do you mean? Well, you didn't buy a real cashmere wrap. You, bought, no. you just said it yourself. She said, the, you, she said that the rap, Madison is 23. She said that rap is, is too old for Madison. It's way That's too for old some, for Madison. Yeah, yeah, it's way too and old I, for Madison. I did not realize. I didn't realize that. And it wasn't so. real. Mr. Kevin, I mean, this thing, he got, this thing was from Italy. Like, he hit the hip really? on this. This is beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. It feels All like. Right. It feels like how you imagine the underside of an angel's wing would feel. Just so oh, soft that beautiful. you're not even sure you detected it. Like, it's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. He nice. really did it up. Yeah. 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 Do you Don't wear that with an LBD at all? Would that go? No, this one would not go with an no, LBD. Let <laughs> make a note of that. Hey, straight ahead, everybody. Do not budge. Lamar went to Campground Bingo. What a night that must have been. I can't wait to hear if you won. That's next. It's Bob and Sherry. Leave us a talk back. Talk back with the free Bob and Sherry app. All Lamar got sucked in by the impossible to resist magnetic allure of campground bingo. It was fun, I bet, wasn't it? Listen, when we go to campgrounds, the first thing they do is they give you a list of activities because they have activities constantly. And so uh, the friends of ours that went with us, uh, they had went to visit a relative up the road uh, in Florida. And so we were pretty much hanging out on our own. And Carla pulls out the thing and she goes, well, what do you, you want to do something at the campground? She said, we've never done it. And she said, uh, tomorrow night's karaoke. I said, well, I damn sure don't want to do that. Okay, I don't want to go to karaoke. Mm-hmm. She said, but mm-hmm. tonight is campground bingo. And I said, you know what? I love a little bingo. Let's go. 
And so mm-hmm. we take off over there, and it was a little bit too far to walk. It was on the other side of the lake. So we drove, and so as we're driving over, I said, well, I hope there's enough people. You know, I'd hate for it to not be successful, you know, whatever. You know, I'm looking out <laughs> for the people. I can't find a place to park when we get over there. Cannot find a no. place to park. Golf carts Kidding. everywhere, cars everywhere. So we finally find a spot. We can't sit inside. And it's at the – there's a, a restaurant there that they serve uh, breakfast and lunch and dinner and, and you know, whatever. And they're, they're having it in the restaurant. And so we couldn't even sit inside. We had to sit out on the patio. Okay. We had to sit out on the patio and they've got the bingo thing mm-hmm. set up. And so you walk up to the bingo table and you pay uh, $2 for a sheet. And it's got three bingo cards on the sheet. So I buy two sheets and they give us them little stampers, you know, that's that got the ink on them. So we go out there and sit down. We get us a cocktail. And so we go out there and sit down and they start calling bingo. And the lady, this I evidently they've been doing this for a while. Okay. And so like every number, she's got something going on with every, it'll be like uh, 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 B27. And she'll call me, then she'll say like uh, uh, something 24. Oh, that's Dirty Shirley. B24, Dirty Shirley. Who's Dirty Shirley? I don't know Shirley. <laughs> I really, really don't know. I don't. I don't. And she has she has a name for just about every number. Because, you know, there are people that live at, you know, or some people stay there for two or three months. You know, there's people traveling yeah, all yeah. the time. But there's there's some people who actually live there. So this place is packed. So when the game's over, you have to get back in line to buy the cards each, each game. So each time you're getting in line, there's somebody in front of you and there's somebody behind you. And it's always somebody different. So I know you're going to be shocked at this, but I met a lot of people and I found out a lot about what, you know, who's staying there and people are traveling where yeah. they're from. I mean, yeah. you know, so it was very interesting. And when you look at the motor homes that are at this campground, I'm talking $600,000 motor homes. The Whoa. people I'm standing in line with, I'm like, where are you getting this money? <laughs> Don't know. Lucky at campground bingo. Campground bingo. I guess. guess. But it was really cool. And so we're sitting outside. And so behind us at another table was a man and his wife. And they were both travel nurses. And they they are living in their motor home, traveling from hospital to hospital while they build a new house. And so. Wow. Oh, and I'm, you know, I'm asking him a lot of different questions, you know, and it was very interesting to talk to them. Well, he wins bingo. Well, okay, that's great. Five bingo games later, she wins bingo. That's $50 a piece. And they're like, man, we're having fun. I said, I guess you are. You playing with house money. I said, your drinks are free. I mean, what is, is there some sort, are you a bingo shark or I don't know. But so she kept calling them all off. And so, Oh, we, at the very end, we did blackout bingo. And she said, everybody needs to buy extra cards because I call this one out very slow. And I'm starting to calculate this. Now, there's probably 75 people, okay? We're playing bingo every seven or eight, 10 minutes at the most, at the most 10 minutes. So that's going to be six bingo games an hour. At $2 a sheet, we're doing pretty good on Spingo, I think, because they're giving away yeah. a $50 prize at each game. So four yeah, people yeah. won. 
And so I go up to one of the people that won, and I said, man, how does she afford to give all of y'all 50 bucks? He said, she don't. She gives all of us $12.50. If somebody else wins, you got to spend the $50. So at the end of the night, they played blackout bingo, and whoever got the blackout won $250. Nice. And then after that, they kept calling for the crybaby card. So you only won $88 if you finished second place. I was I was two squares away from $250. Oh, Lamar. I got, I got to be honest with you. I got to be honest with you. The next time we go camping, I'm looking for bingo. I'm looking for bingo. The, the, the beer was cold. The cocktails was good. And the French fries were crinkle cut. And they were off the chain. I, I, Campground Bingo sings this Camp- song. <laughs> do da. Do da. <laughs> All right. The People's Movie Critic is going to review The Boys in the Boat. But next, straight ahead, it's Morons in the News. It's Bob and Sherry. Morons in the News is sponsored by Every Plate. Skip the grocery store and save money with Every Plate. It's Bob and Sherry. The craziest. Moronic. Asinine. With morons in the news. Well, we start off with morons in the news in Pike County, Pennsylvania. State police say a man wanted on warrants attempted to taser troopers during his arrest. According to the state police, they stopped the car because the front passenger was not wearing his seatbelt. And troopers said, I'm going to need some identification. The passenger, later identified as Michael Morgan Jr., 27 of Tafton, did not give troopers an ID and said that his name was Michael Hall. That didn't really go down with the cops, so one state police guy said, we're going to have to look a little deeper, and they found out that he was Morgan Jr. They were alerted that he was wanted on two warrants and was part of an investigation into a recent assault. Investigators stated that they attempted to place Morgan Jr. under arrest, and that's when it began. He began to kick the troopers, kick both of them, and flee. It also was stated that Morgan Jr., while kicking them, grabbed one of the troopers' tasers and fired it at him. Now, here's the thing. If you are aggressive enough To grab a taser from a state cop, you better hit him. Guess what Morgan Jr. did? He missed. And once you miss, you're looking at two pissed off guys with firearms and sticks. They took him down. The cops really, really do not like when you do this kind of thing to them. No, they they don't. And here's why, because when they get back to the, if you're a cop and your car was was taken because you left the keys in, or your gun was taken away in an altercation, or in this case, the taser, even though that's not your fault, you're going to get the business from the other cops. They don't like that. Sherry is exactly right. He is uh, in jail, $50,000 bond. Lamar? A wanted woman was discovered by police hiding inside a hotel couch. Stacy Usher, 39, was arrested after she sold fentanyl to a police informant in Citrus County, Florida. Earlier this year, Usher 
pleaded no contest to a pair of felony counts and was sentenced to 24 months of probation, as well as drug offender conditions that included random testing and a prohibition against consuming alcohol. Usher was accused of violating the terms of her probation, and a judge subsequently issued an arrest warrant for her. Usher would later beg not to be violated since she claimed her life would be in danger if she was sent to prison because she had been a primary witness against someone with a 20-year sentence. Cops Mm. caught up to Usher at the Bella Oasis Hotel, which advertises itself as the best hotel in Hermosa Springs, Florida. Usher had actually burrowed into a couch in a bid to hide from officers. So she was under the cushions and all of that. After being extracted from the furniture, Usher was booked into roomier accommodations at the county jail. Usher, <laughs> Usher whose rap sheet includes worthless check fraud, uh, grand theft convictions. Uh, uh, she appeared earlier this month in circuit court where a judge revoked her probation and sentenced her to 24 months in state prison. Usher will soon be committed to the custody of Florida's Department of Corrections, which does not outfit its dormitories or cells with love seats. So <laughs> that's how that goes. <laughs> yeah. don't, well don't, you love, don't you love an old school charge like check fraud? Like, yes. yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's been a while since you heard that one. Yeah. All right, let's go to uh, today's moron of the day out of Winter Park, Florida, where a Flagler County man is suing Dunkin' Donuts because he said that he was in the Dunkin' Donuts on Aloma Avenue in December of 2022. And while he was using the restroom, a toilet in the men's room exploded, covering the mm. room and Mr. Oh Kerouac, that's his name, in human waste. He, um, he then came out of the bathroom and asked the Duncan employees for a little bit of help cleaning himself up. Um, the Duncan employees said, oh, yeah, man, we knew there was a problem with the toilet. It's happened before, which Uh-oh. was not helpful to Duncan Donuts because no, Mr. Not. Kerouac is suing on the grounds that he suffered severe and long-term injuries and trauma and now requires counseling and therapy as a, dec- as a direct result of having the toilet he was sitting on explode from underneath him and shower him in human feces. You know, sometimes <laughs> these are nuisance lawsuits, but I'm with my brother 100% yeah. I am right too. here. Yeah. I, I am too, yeah. Oh, I am wow. just... Mm, mm, wow. mm, mm. You don't want... You never want... To be wow. sitting on a toilet that explodes, including in your no. own home. No. But an exploding no, toilet in a public bathroom? Can I point out go, something? You, yeah. In this situation, it will be okay for Max not to buy something if you have that kind of experience using their bathroom. There's no yeah, reason you, to purchase anything. Max will be okay with yeah. it. Yeah, you that's right. Oh, oh, you're putting rules you're on gonna it stretch. Now. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 And that that's is. Real uh, Hmm, America runs on Duncan, and that is morons in the news. People's movie critic is coming up with Boys in the Boat. Comedian Pete Lee and how to start this new year off right. Let's get 2024 off to a banging good start. 
We're going to hope that no toilets explode before that happens. It's Bob and Sherry. Sign up for our newsletter. We never spam you. Never did. Get Bob and Sherry exclusives. Just go to BobandSherry.com. I am so happy every day now in my sunroom studio because I bought myself a nice Christmas gift, a brand new iPad. Because my other iPad was uh, like, I don't know, six years old, something like that. They said they couldn't fix it. And it kept having these pop-ups saying, you're not connected. You know, you don't have an Apple product or whatever it was saying. It was driving me out of my mind because it's my workhorse. I use this all day, all week. I watch TV on it. I love it. And there's no pop-ups. It's as clean as can be. It's beautiful. I love it. And I transferred all of the information from my old iPad directly over to my new iPad. So there's no confusion for me. Um, who helped you? No one. I did. I transferred you, it all over. No one helped you with any of this. You did this all by yourself? Kind of. Was there another person who's a human being who maybe helped you a little bit here? Well, Madison was staying with us, you know, and she works with computers all the time. Did um did Madison help you or did Madison actually, you know? She did do something. This? But I did something too. And was this something you did have a snack? No. A drink? No. A nap? I put, I put in my new username. <gasps> you All by yourself. Mm-hmm. No one helped you with that. Not at all. Round of applause. Thank you. Thank you very much. You've come a long way. I could have done the whole thing by myself if I wanted to. I know. No, if you, but, to, you just didn't um, want to. Well, you wanted well, to make wanted, Madison feel accomplished and like feel better. Like that's her. that's yeah. right. She's a young person going out in the business world. I, you know, she was very happy to do it too. I got a real cute username too that I put in there. Um, so anyway, I'm very happy about it. I love it. And is uh, your is your username Big Boy Bob or All by Myself or I Can Do It or Tantor it's or what? It, it's 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 close to Big Boy Bob, yeah. But I can't. I'm not going. You think I'm? I'm, I'm not going to give the exact username here. It's Bob oh, no, and you don't Sherry. Want to be hacked. It's the stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, shouldn't do on the regular show. The Oddcast. Oddcast on the free Bob and Sherry app. I think it was four or five years ago that I read a book a friend of mine uh, told me about called "The Boys in the Boat," and um, I loved it. I read it twice. I talked about it on the show. And I said, this is going to be made into a movie that has happened. And Lamar is here, the people's movie critic, to give us his thoughts on the boys in the boat. Lamar? Once again, Bob, you are right as always. It has been made into a movie. And this is a feel-good, uplifting movie about people accomplishing by what all measures should not be accomplished. There are no explosions, there's no near-death situations, no huge personal conflicts. It's just a well-told story that will inspire you and will put a smile on your face as you leave the theater. I'm not trying to oversell it and raise your expectations. I'm just saying it's a good movie. George Clooney directs it with a steady hand. He's staying on point, 
and not confusing us and just letting the story tell. Uh, the movie is based on Daniel James Brown's book about the 1936 University of Washington rowing team, a group of underdogs that have never rowed a boat uh, going against the elite of the sport that have been training for years for this. And because of time constraints, the movie had to streamline the story that's told in the book and concentrate on one rower, Joe Rance, who's played by Callum Turner. Uh, we, we get background on him and how he had been on his own since he was abandoned by his family as a teenager during the Great Depression. And Joe had worked and saved up enough money to start at Washington College, but his next tuition payment was due, and if he didn't make it, he was out of school. He couldn't find a job, but if he won a spot on the rowing team, a part-time job came with it so he could finish his education. Hundreds of guys went through the grueling tryouts, and Joe was one of the nine chosen for the team. As he bonds with the other guys on the team, there's a glimmer of hope that they may row their way to the Olympics in Germany. The movie's two hours and three minutes. It's rated PG-13 for a little bit of language and smoking. The actors, now these are actors, they trained every day for five months, four hours a day every day for the first two months, and then an hour every day after filming for the next three. The goal was to get to 46 strokes a minute, pat, you know, paddling with that, and they did it. But now remember, these are actors, they're not athletes, so that's really a pretty big deal. Joel Edgerton gives a really great performance as Coach Al Ulbrichson, and he's a no-nonsense coach that's under pressure from his bosses to win the regatta and maybe go to the Olympics. He's not afraid to go against the higher-ups when making decisions for his team, so he does what he needs to do. Peter Guinness plays George Popcock, the man who builds the shells, which is what the boat is called. He has a pivotal part in the movie, and he does a fantastic job. Joyce, Joyce Gore, uh, Joe's girlfriend, is played by Hadley Robinson, and Coach Elbrickson's uh, wife, Hazel, is played by Courtney Hingler. Uh, they're the only women that have noticeable parts. Uh, it's mostly just about the rowing team. Because of how much more in-depth and detail, I can't imagine how great the book must be. If you're looking for an escape from this craziness of the world that we're living in, this movie will provide you with two hours of hope and inspiration that just might make your day. My score on this was five solid Budweiser's. I oh, enjoyed wow. it. Carla, my wife, enjoyed it. Uh, I watched the people in front of me be on the edge of their seat while the rowing was going on. I mean, it was great. It really was great. It's, I, 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 think, I would urge everybody I think to go see it. Your review is right on the money. I went to see it also, uh, same day that you saw it. I read the book. The book is one of my favorite books of all time. I know when you hear, well, here's a movie about a rowing team. You're going, ah, that's not for yeah. me. But what you really, really captured in this review, Lamar, was the feeling that you get walking out of that theater. We are in yes. a country right now that is so divided, uh, so toxic in so many ways. We, we seem like we're apart. When you see this movie, you see what Americans really are all about. Um, standing up for their country, overcoming adversity. I mean, this guy Joe was sleeping in a broken down pickup truck in Washington yeah. State. That's cold during the yeah. wintertime. 
Their, their bodies were pushed to the point of almost breaking. I walked, I, I found myself almost in tears and part of it and with a big smile on my face uh, also. And plus, one of the things Carla I will, said as we walked out of the theater, she said, yeah, that makes me feel really good. Exactly. About myself and other Americans and, and our country. And, and I must say, any, any movie that um, makes Hitler look angry and a loser, I'm going to see. And, and this one, <laughs> without giving anything away, does it too. It's a remarkable movie. Let's let's talk a little bit more about it straight ahead. This is Bob and Cher. Instant access to the podcast, podcast, and fun side. Just download the free Bob and Sherry app. Lamar, the People's Movie Critic, just reviewed The Boys in the Boat and loved it. And I'm telling you, if you want to feel good coming out of a movie, you go see this. And it's not because it's fluff. It's a true story of the rowing team. And don't let that stop you. The rowing team of the University of Washington. And what you have to realize going, I read the book, and so I knew this going in. I don't know anything about rowing teams other than, you know, it seemed like a preppy sport. And it was preppy sport, especially way back then. It, in order to beat Stanford or um, the Ivy League schools like Yale or Harvard, any of those schools, yeah. Cornell, these kids were raised rowing, like starting at the age of nine. Their parents would get them a rowing shell, take them out to a pond, and they're starting to row. These boys from the University of Washington were broke. They had holes in their shoes, literally. They'd stuff it with newspaper to keep the uh, the wet out of their shoes. Uh, it's the depression. They had never had an oar in the water in a shell in their lives. But they're big, strong country boys big strong boys and they pull together as a team and as i was saying as i was saying to lamar it it made me feel so good to see americans pulling for americans there's not one moment in that movie where there seems to be the sort of um angst that 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 is uh, permeating our country right now and rage you know it was just wonderful. And like you, I was looking around at some of the other people in the theater, and they had smiles on their faces. I saw, I saw a guy wiping his eye at one point. Uh, I can't, if you're looking to buy somebody a book, the book is f- fantastic. You can't put it down. It's a great book to give to somebody. The Boys, the boys in the Boat. You know, you know what I thought was really interesting about uh, Callum Turner, who is the uh, handsome. He, he is... He's oh, like every yeah. woman's dream. Blonde, beautiful hair, muscles, just fantastic looking guy. So this girl he went to school with and they end up at the University of Washington and she kept a little love letter that he sent to her in the fourth grade. But he's so awkward and shy around women and so unsure of himself because he's broke and he's been taking care of himself since he was 14. How he plays this shyness off of this girl who obviously is attracted to him, that is hard acting. That is difficult acting. And man, yeah. didn't you think he pulled that off beautifully? He really he, he really did. He, he, he really did. The part that I couldn't understand in the movie was, because he was broke, dead broke, and... He couldn't afford to buy food. I don't know how you're rowing like that 
and not, you know what I'm saying? I mean, he had to get not eating somewhere. well. Yeah. 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 It, well, it was, soup it was, kitchens. It was good. Yeah. 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 And uh, he was a very proud kid, though. He's very proud, but, I mean, he, was. he came from nothing. Yeah. He came from nothing. Yeah. And, and I think the book goes into a lot more detail about his life and about him being left and that kind of stuff right. than the movie was able to. And, and did you, was, in your in your research, find that the uh, the book, uh, the movie was pretty true to the book? It stayed. It stayed really. It was just a few little minor details. There were there were very yeah. minor details. It was nothing big. Yeah. And what's funny is when you go to one of these sites that that tracks how close it is to the reality, they'll show the picture of the the actual person and the picture of the actor. They don't yeah. just pick a great actor. They pick a great actor that looks a lot like the person. I mean, person. it's amazing yeah. how close they get. It really is. And in my theater, there wasn't a ton of people because it was, uh, it was, uh, you know, during during the week. Um, yeah. But they actually, when it was all over with, this uh, happens once in a while. People clap. Very, yeah. very few times yeah. are you in a movie that people clap at the end of a movie. And that's right. That's and the that's pic- how, the picture, like, the picture that you're referring to is at the end of the movie. This is not giving anything away, but all of a sudden, at the very end of the movie, they dissolve from the actors into that black and white photo of the actual young lot, man. Yeah, everybody looked who, a lot like that. Yeah. They did. Yeah, they did. Good job. Don't let the Rowan thing. Don't let the Rowan thing keep you away. This is a really good. I'm just telling you, nobody wants to go watch Rowan. Okay, they don't. Right. But this is awesome. It's Bob and Cherry. Everyone Needs a Laugh is sponsored by Kohl's. Shop Kohl's and Kohl's.com today. Yes. Oh, it's so good to be here. Look at me out here dressed like Ellen. I, uh... Oh, man, I, I'm celebrating because today marks 23 years of me being not sober. Yeah, yeah. And uh, if you're sober, I'm a people pleaser. So, oh, my God, me too. Um, I am, I'm, so, I'm so sober for several hours a day. And, uh, and then the day gets better. And uh, I have friends that judge my drinking. They're, they're like, you know, that stuff will take years off of your life. I'm like, eh, not the good ones. Come on, I'm not going to trade these good years hoping to get those years where I lose control of my bodily faculties, I forget everything, and I fall down everywhere I go. We're not going to enjoy all of that right now. <laughs> Thanks to drinking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I trust drinkers. They're fun, you know? I saw a guy with a hat on the other day. It said, I'm an alcoholic. My favorite thing in the world is drinking outdoors, and I want everyone to know it. Well, it didn't say all that. It just said Yeti. <laughs> well, that's what it meant. Uh, come on, nobody loves coolers that much. That's like somebody who loves nose candy wearing a hat that says mirrors. <laughs> oh, hey. I, uh, I have the body of a drinker. I got a little tummy. I shouldn't have a tummy. I take, I take long walks almost every single morning, you know, to go get my car. And, yeah, <laughs> uh, but no, I have, a, I have a little tummy. I got a double chin. Does anybody, anybody in here have the, look at this. Yeah, look at me. I'm chinning Tatum, you know. But I like my double chin. It keeps me safe, right? You know, like, you couldn't put me in a headlock. 
<laughs> right? Try to put me in a headlock. You'll be like, I gotcha. I'll be like, nope. <laughs> couldn't do it. You couldn't do it. And I'm not a bad-looking guy. Like, look, from here on up, you're like, oh, who's that, you know? Right? But here, I just got this going on. I always look like you took a photograph of a super good-looking guy right when he was at the downbounce of a diving board. <laughs> like, yes, yes, no. Uh, yeah, oh, thank you. But you can't choose where you store fat on your body. Doesn't that suck, right? If I could choose, I'd store it underneath my feet. Because then when people are like, dude, how fat are you? I'd be like, 6'4". I'm so fat I can dunk, bro. I'm just, uh, it just feels good to be here. It feels uh, good to connect with people again, you know? I love connecting. That's my favorite thing. I uh, was talking to this guy after my show. He's this big, burly biker dude. Teardrop tattoo, right? We all know what that means, right? I'm just trying to connect. I'm like, ah, I've been thinking about getting one of those. Oh, I am a crier. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, have you seen the movie The Notebook? If you're a bird, I'm a bird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm a, I just, I like to choose kindness. Like, uh, I'll tell you what, I would never ghost a gal. Do you guys know what ghosting a gal is? Well, there's lots of different variations nowadays, but traditionally speaking, it's where a man has sex with a lady, and then afterwards, he never calls her, texts her, or sees her again. He just vanishes like a ghost. <laughs> yeah, well, let me tell you what, fellas. Don't do that. That is rude business. Put the power in her hands. Don't ghost. Smother. <laughs> it's way more effective. <laughs> Next time you have sex with that lady for the first time, she falls asleep next to you, send her an accidental text message. Send her a text message that says, Hey, Mom, think I'm at the one. <laughs> I can't be too sure, but I'm watching her sleep right now. As soon as she wakes up, as soon as her peepers flutter open, your head needs to be right there. And go, hey, guess what? And she'll be like, what? And you'll be like, forever starts right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You'll be single like that. Yeah, don't ghost. Haunt. <laughs> All right, you guys, I'm Pete Lee. Thanks for being a great crowd. Thank you. That's oh Pete God. Lee. We'll get that posted up at B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com. Just click the menu tab and look for Everyone Needs a Laugh. And while you're there, why not get this new year started off right by signing up for the Bob and Sherry newsletter. We do not spam you. We have all sorts of fun stuff in there, pictures, videos, contests, all sorts of stuff that we don't do on the show necessarily. And we'd love to have you join us. B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com. This is Bob and Sherry. The Bob and Sherry website. The Oddcast. Contest info. BobandSherry.com. All right, let's uh, kick off the first full weekend of the new year with a little Nostradamus, shall we? Do you know, I think Max knows this, do you know that Nostradamus has predicted that Prince Harry will take the British throne this year? Yep. Whoa. Now, of course, yeah, whoa, whoa. Now, of course, the way that Nostradamus, um, you know, the way the prophecies are written, it's kind of crazy. But here's what it says. Um, 
The King of the Isles will be driven out by force. That would be King Charles II. And that this ruler will be usurped by one who will have no mark of a king. So Prince William's the current heir, and then Prince George after him. So that would mean that the one with no mark of the king would be Prince Harry. What do you think about that? Nostradamus is also saying that 2024 will bring a new pope to the Catholic Church. Again, not surprising, Pope Francis turned 87 um, just a few months ago. So you would expect that he might not make the distance. Um, Bob, the news for the climate isn't really great, um, but Taylor and Travis look like two thumbs up from Nostradamus. So let's focus on the bright things. Let's focus on (laughs) Taylor and Travis and, and not really think so much about whatever the heck would have to happen to the British Royal family for Prince Harry to take the throne. Charles needs to keep his eyes open. He needs to keep his eyes open. I am just so looking forward when I check out at the supermarket to look over at the National Enquirer and see their rendering of Notre Dame's, which makes him look like the craziest (laughs) wizard you've ever seen. Of all time, yeah. Yeah. Of all time, yeah. Like like a wizard who auditioned for Lord of the Rings and Peter Jackson was like, no, man, that's so over the top. It's too much. So over the top, Nostradamus. It's Bob and Sherry. The Bob and Sherry website. The Oddcast. Contest info. BobandSherry.com. Talk back time. You can give us a call on the phone at 844-52-SHERRY, 844-52-SHERRY, or grab our app. It's free in Google Play and the Apple Store. You can listen to the show and all of our podcasts and text the studio and enter contests. And there's a little microphone, a little cartoon in the bottom center of the screen. Tap it and talk and the app will do the rest. Hi, um, my name is Brittany. I just had to call because you were talking about um, the TikTok Kia challenge. And I was, I'm familiar with this challenge because my car got stolen. I have a Kia. Um, my car got stolen a few months ago. I got it back, but I uh, went to leave for work one morning and I go outside and my car's not there. So I, I went back inside. I Googled how to report a car stolen figured all that out courtesy of WikiHow, and i um eventually i get a call back like two and a half hours later saying we found your car it's drivable i said okay they said well can you come get it i said well how do i get there and they said you can't get there i said well you've got my car and they're like oh yeah so then they uh the, the lady is like well we can just tow it for you i said well i can't pay for that So I offered to walk there four miles. She's like, no, that'll take too long. We'll just tow it. You'll have to pay for it. I said, well, I can't pay for that. She literally goes, oh, that is a problem, isn't it? And then she hung up. So a few minutes later, I get a call from a police officer saying that he was nearby. So he offered to take me to where my car was. I thanked him, accepted. He got there, searched me, put me in the back of the police car, drove me to where my car was. The windows were busted out. The ignition was hanging by a wire. The steering column was broken apart. They, uh, the, the thieves had so kindly left a screwdriver in the car f- that they had used to start it. They, uh, the police officers started the car with the screwdriver and they're, they, then they're like, all right, there you go. I said, well, what, what do I do with it? And they said, I don't know. So I just drove it to the nearest Kia dealership with like trying not to get cut on all the glass and everything, which was everywhere. Oh. And um, 
left it there. And that's what happened. So it was great. I tell you what, I feel so sorry for her, Brittany. Oh, my goodness. I'm glad the officer took her to the car. But are you not a little surprised that he didn't at least stay behind her going to the dealership and in in some way help out or say, you know, probably you have insurance. You have to have insurance. Don't worry about it because she she was probably very upset. Report. She needs a yeah. police report for insurance, all that kind it, of stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's so unfair when something like this happens because Brittany did nothing wrong. Somebody right. stole her car and trashed it. And now she has all of this financial burden and she's walking around and there's broken glass everywhere. Oh, the world. Girl, that, you know, I'm sorry. That is a terrible way to start the new year. You know, not all of us, but uh, several people here on the Bob and Sherry show have been so broke in our early years that, and I'll just use myself as an example, I would have stayed with the screwdriver starting the car as long as I could, oh, rather, yeah. Yeah. rather than having to pay something up front, you know, a deductible with the insurance or, or whatever. That's, I had a, you know, I had it, a it's car. so wrong when somebody is, is struggling, and she is financially, and, some and then they bums come, come like by this. and do that. I had a car in college where you there was a hole in the floorboard and you could see the road racing by beneath you. And yeah, okay, like you know, that's not the worst thing ever, except when it rained or snowed or you know, was in any way cold. It was terrible. But what are you gonna do? Like that's what you're that's what you gotta deal with. The idea of somebody just they they did it. They took it for a joyride. They just trashed her car because they could, you know. Well, I think they stole some stuff they could probably resell. Um, I I had a girlfriend and she had a cheap little car that her father bought her, and two years it was new, but it was as cheap as could be. There was no air conditioning. There, I mean, just it was not much more than a golf cart. And I got in her car one day and I was looking down, seeing the same thing. I was seeing the road underneath because there was a hole in the uh, floorboard there. It <laughs> was that a thing in the past. I insert with certain cars. Yeah. With certain cars, the floorboard would just, I don't think that would happen now. Like I'm having Probably a hard not. time picturing a Toyota Corolla with a rotted floorboard. Aren't you? No, like, no, not really a Toyota. see it. No, no, I can't see any car except for a, something that you've restored, you know, like a vintage beetle or whatever. They've I done a better job of, of getting uh, rust so that the uh, metal doesn't rust as much with automobiles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mia, my youngest, was um, went and visited her sister for a few days over the Christmas break um, uh-huh. and took the train. And while right. she was gone, it was super cold and her battery died. So I pulled my car around front and she popped her hood and I popped my hood and I looked into the um, engine compartment of my car and it was dark and late and cold. And I said, Karamia, I don't even know where the battery is. Let's just go to bed. And so we shut the, we slammed the hood, <laughs> Sometimes turned off to. the cars and went into yeah, the house. Yeah. I just couldn't, you know, like the, it was just right. one more thing that day. Brittany, we love right. you. We're so sorry that happened. That person who did yeah. that to your car. Very, very bad karma. All right, mm-hmm. straight ahead. I Listen, this is worth being late to work for. Lamar casually mentioned <laughs> before the show began today that his friend had some rennet monkeys as a Christmas gift. 
rented <laughs> monkeys. You can rent a monkey. Or at least Lamar knows a guy. Who knew? That's next. It's Bob and Sherry. Leave us a talk back. Talk back with the free Bob and Sherry app. Nominate a teacher who you think deserves to spend this year's summer vacation relaxing in Florida. Go to BobandSherry.com to nominate them and tell us why. Every week we choose a winner to receive Bob and Sherry swag and they're nominated for the monthly grand prize from Visit Florida. A three-night vacation for two this summer to Margaritaville Beach Resort, Fort Myers Beach. Plus, round-trip airfare and vehicle rental. They'll also join Sherry for a live recording of the Bob and Sherry Oddcast. Nominate a teacher at bobandsherry.com. So there we are. You know, show hasn't started yet today. And we're all just kind of chit-chatting and catching up. And Lamar says, hey, hey, Sherry, you know Jimmy, you know, with the backyard wrestling? I'm like, yeah, Jimmy Ward. He goes, yeah, you're not going to believe this. Then he proceeds to tell us a story about a rented monkey play date. And that Lamar, just take it away. Take it away. We started getting pictures on Christmas Day from our friend Vicky, which is Jimmy Ward's sister, really good friends of Carla and I. They're, they're some of our best friends. And she's got a monkey on her head. And we're like, what, what, what's going on? There's a <laughs> monkey on her head. And uh, so we call her up. And <clears throat> Jimmy, that does the backyard wrestling, he has a brother, David, who uh, owns a towing company. Uh, TCB, taking care of business, just like Elvis. But anyway, um, it's got a towing company. And for his Christmas present, his wife wanted to get him something. And he's one of those people that impossible, impossible to buy for because he Mm -hmm. buys whatever he wants, you know, that kind of thing. So she rented four monkeys and the trainer to come out of Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, to come to the house and let them play with four monkeys for an hour oh. and 20 minutes. So there they, everybody's in there and the monkeys are crawling all over your head and checking you for lice and just running around and just monkeys, monkeys at your house for an hour they, and 20 are, minutes. Are, are they in any way dangerous? I mean, as far as no. biting or scratching, no, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure like they that. could bite you. I mean, they could, yeah. but I mean, they're, they're trained and, I mean, yeah, yeah. You, you got to figure if you're bringing four monkeys to somebody's house, number one, you got to have some insurance or something, and you got to know that yeah. monkeys is not going to be a problem. But they were just as look sweet as they could be, and they're just bouncing around the house and just having a great time, crawling all over you and just being monkeys. Did, were they wearing like little diapers and Christmas? Yeah, sweaters? yeah they had little di- yeah, okay. had, well, this okay. had little diapers on, but yeah, just monkeys. I mean, what um, a cool deal! Monkeys in your house. Well, no one else got you that gift and you didn't already have no. it, right? So you think- <laughs> That's right. I mean, that's, that's a great gift. Sure. Like, I'm trying to think. Me, I'm trying to think if my granddaughter, who is two, two and a half now, if she would like that to have a, uh, some monkeys running around or that would just probably, freak her out. Uh, she's I probably feel a little like- bit older than that. Yeah, yeah, maybe a little bit nice, older, yeah. but not by much yeah. because these aren't just monkeys. monkeys. These are monkeys in little britches. And yeah. so they look like toys. Lamar, um, how did <laughs> how did this person know that you could rent a monkey for a play date? Like where what kind of I, life I guess, are you living that you just know that sort of thing? Well, I guess you're thinking some sort of you're thinking what's the strangest gift? And I don't know what would maybe I 
I'd have to talk to David. I don't know if he's always wanted to play with the monkey. I, 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 I don't know. I mean, I have no idea. But she found him in Pigeon Forge, and evidently, this is not something that they don't do. I mean, I mean, I think it costs like eleven hundred dollars for them to bring them down and play for a, for an hour and twenty minutes, and then they pack the monkeys up and back to Pigeon Forge. Well, that's a lot of money, but I gotta say, if it's Bob's monkey traveling monkey show, I'm gonna need eleven hundred dollars. Oh yes, for several yes, hours, hang go. out with yeah. strangers, and then drive back. I don't know how monkeys travel. Maybe they travel good. Maybe they're running all over the car. I don't know what monkeys do. You know, when when we travel, Darby lays in the back seat. And she don't do anything. I don't know right. if four monkeys would be running all over the. You know, I, I don't know. I don't that know. would be dangerous. That would be very dangerous. You'd have to put them in some sort of a little cage in the back of the car or something. Maybe have to I strap them in, and they got little seat belts. Well, I don't know about monkey monkeys, seat belts. <laughs> I met a lady last winter at a rabbit show. She has show rat, fancy show rabbits. She oh. has like five dozen fancy show rabbits and four kids. And, right. um, and so I said, how in the world do you manage to go to all these rabbit shows with all these rabbits and kids? And she said, well, the kids are homeschooled. So that's that. And the rabbits. And then she let out this like kind of thing that went like this. Honey, you don't want to travel with five dozen show rabbits. No. <laughs> and I thought, I thought no. probably not. I was like, do you, she goes, oh, just getting them in and out of the motel room. <laughs> and I thought, okay, I had some crazy days as a competition dance mom, but at no time, <laughs> at no time was I carrying 60 show rabbits in and out of the travel lodge. But she she wanted to do that. It wasn't yeah. like, you know, it, the, the government said, well, uh, you didn't pay your taxes this year, so you're going to have five show rabbits and homeschool four kids. Oh, but you know what she told what a, me? I got to tell you, that's a terrible life. That is a terrible, terrible life. Well, all four of the kids are sitting there and they were they were like uh, the youngest was maybe fifth grade. And she said, we're, we're coming up on the last of our shows. This is getting to be too much. And I said, what do you do with the rabbits that, that you know, don't win? And she just looked mm. at me and shook her head. And she said, you're from the city, right? We eat them. Oh, my oh, God. Geez. It was the wildest oh, day ever. They <laughs> eat the show rabbits? They <laughs> eat the rabbit then. that doesn't hey, win? Hey. Yeah, that's motivation. That's motivation for that the rabbits. Motivation. That's motivation. Yeah. I looked yeah, as she right. was saying this, y'all. I'm looking at the rack of cages behind her, and you've never seen sixty bunnies looking fluffier or more bright eyed than those sixty bunnies were. Wow, Woo, buddy, it was a day. Well, um, I'm so glad that that um Jimmy enjoyed his rennet monkey Christmas play yeah. date. And there's yeah. a sentence I never expected to yeah. say. Straight ahead, how to start this new year off right. How to get it done so that the rest of the year is as awesome as a rennet monkey in tiny pants. It's Bob and Sherry. <laughs> Can you believe this is sponsored by BritBox. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. You read it once. I don't believe that. And then you read it again. I can't believe this. It's Bob and Sherry's. I believe this shit. I read the best thing about how to start a new year and get yourself in the right headspace. And there was so much cool stuff in it that I just wanted to share. So the first step is 
take a month. It doesn't have to be January. You could set it for February if you want, right? Take a month and every single day of that month, do one new thing, something you've thought about doing, but you haven't done. And just make a little note, like, how did that affect me? So for here are some examples that the article gave. Um, pick a day where you watch no television at all. No TV. The TV doesn't turn on. Um, mm-hmm. pick, pick a day where the only thing you listen to is positive, happy, upbeat music. Pick mm-hmm. a day where you intentionally focus on drinking 10 glasses of water. Pick a day where you don't eat any meat at all. Pick a day where you literally do something aerobic for 30 minutes, even if you never work out and you hate the very idea. Pick a day and spend one hour with your spouse or life partner. No TV, no phones, no distractions, um, and so on. And here's another one. Pick a day where you finally take a nap. You, whether you fall asleep or not, you set yourself up for nap success. Maybe you never get to do that. You're not a nap taker, but this is the day where you literally take a nap. What do you think about that? I think that sounds like a fun little project, right? Yeah. Something yeah. new and different every the, day. The thing, though, about uh, spending one hour with no TV, no radio, no nothing with your spouse, mm. I like the idea. And, you know, I mean, Mary and I talk when we're in the car. There's there's no distractions if I turn the radio off and all of that. But to plan ahead, she's going to start giggling. And I'm going to say, now, we're going to begin the hour now. Uh, we're just going to talk. She's just going to be goofy. I'd, I'd have to spring it on her, I think. You know? It'll go by fast, have... though, if she's giggling. Yeah, it'll fly right by. Yeah. I suppose. But, you know, it's not going to be real. I think that I would have to do it without her knowing and then tell her well then tell her that's what she did you yeah exactly exactly this next one i just love this idea write a letter to three people in your life and tell them what they mean to you doesn't have to be long or fancy lick Mm -hmm. a stamp or whatever and send it in the mail and don't tell them it's coming let that person be surprised to get a letter from you Telling them just in simple terms what they mean to you. That is so easy. It doesn't really cost anything. I bet nobody does it. Bet God, nobody you make well, it very few people day, like. though. Oh my yeah. gosh, it would make somebody's yeah. day. It would. Yeah. Yeah. It's so old school. Make a list of life goals that is 101 items long. 101. No, I'm not doing that. Long. I'm not doing that. Hundred and one. A hundred and one. I don't know. I don't know why they picked the first. I don't know why they picked that one. I'm not sure I have a hundred and one life goals, but I don't know why they picked that number, but they did. Um, here's another thing. And and you don't have to do all of these, just pick one to have a great new year. Maybe just write the three letters. Here's one. Practice the one a day principle. Find someone every single day. And do something remarkable and unexpected for that person. And it could be the cashier at the grocery store, right? It could be somebody that you work with, but you don't really know them. You kind of know their name and that's it. Mm -hmm. Um, Think of something, some act of kindness or some gesture for that person. And just do a one a day every day for the whole year. Um, Here's another thing. Stop using the bad thing label. 
Um, and we do it all the time. We do it with food. You know, we do it with hobbies. Oh, God, I'm going to watch Parks and Rec again. I hate that I do that. It's such a bad thing. Stop labeling those things bad things because mm -hmm. um, food is just food. It's not inherently evil or virtuous, right? All of your right. hobbies are the same. Like stop labeling things the bad thing because then when you, when you break down and eat the ice cream, the bad thing, you feel terrible. And how is that going to help you have an awesome new year? How's that going to help you in any way? Sherry, those talkers on the roller grill at the gas station, first of all, they're not food. Second of all, they are a bad thing. Third of all, I'm never going to eat them, so I'll never have to worry about it. So I could label that a bad thing. Well, the only reason I would say they're not a bad thing is some of them, along with the hot dogs, have been on those rollers for so long that if the apocalypse hits, you can stitch them into shoes. See, so there's always a silver lining if you just are willing to look for it, my friend. And finally, and we'll post, all, there's a bunch of these, and we'll post all of these on the Bob and Sherry Facebook, but really think about making 2024 the year of the attitude of gratitude, because the more negative and sour you are, the more negative and sour you are. It's Bob and Sherry. Bob and Sherry books, swag, and the mother of all mothers merch. Just hit shop at bobandsherry.com. Sherry was just talking about an exercise we can all do. Little things in the new year. Pick one a day and just do them. Just commit to them. It might be something as simple as stopping and talking to the cashier at the supermarket, asking how their, her family is, you know, if you know that she's, uh, you know, going through something. Or it could be just doing something really nice for somebody. And I, I, and I really like that idea. Here, here's the problem. These things never work out for me. Because when we were at the old station, I went down to this restaurant at the bottom of the hill near the station. And I was having lunch alone, like I, like I do. And two people from the station, both women, uh, fairly young, like in their 20s, came in. And I didn't know them really well. But, uh, you know, they saw me and I saw them and I thought, you know, I don't think they're making a lot of money. I'm going to pay it forward a little bit and I'm going to pick up their lunch for them. And I didn't tell them. And so uh, I walked by and I said hello. And then I, I cashed out and I said, I want to pick up the check over there. This should cover it without any problem. And I left. I saw them many times after that. And I swear to God, they always looked at me a little strange. I think they thought <laughs> I was like, hey, ladies, Big Daddy here would like to get to know you a little bit. If you think, if you think this double cheeseburger was a treat, well, let me take you to the steakhouse somewhere. And I, I was never able to look at them the same way. Why do these things happen to me? The, the pay it forward thing. And all it's they had best. to say, all, all they had to say was, "Hey, Bob, that was great. Thank you. We didn't expect that. Thanks a lot." I wasn't looking to be kissed up to. It's probably just best that you don't leave the house and don't answer yeah. the phone and yes. don't make direct eye contact with anyone. Evidently. I feel like that's yeah. that's what's safest. Evidently, yeah. Well, um, good luck to y'all. Didn't work for me. It's Bob and Sherry. Now, let's open up the Bob and Sherry archive vault i am so excited because i have actually made a decision mm -hmm. 
you've made a decision. Mm -hmm. yep. Is it a big decision like about your life or is it a big decision about what you're going to eat next? It's a, it's both kind of, um, you know, every two years, I've talked about this before. I go back to uh, New Haven, Connecticut, where I was born and um, I get together with my high school friends and we were in a garage band and we all get together and our wives, if they can come, they all come and we go to one of the guy's houses because I don't live there anymore. And uh, we drink beers, have Pepe's pizza, and we tell the same boring stories. So Mary has not gone for the last two years, but I want her to, to go because the other guys uh, have their wives or girlfriends there. And so she said that she would come. And our deal is going to be that, tell me how sweet this is. She'll come up like on a Friday and then uh -huh. leave on a Sunday. So Saturday is the day that we all get together and have pizza and beer and all that. And uh, then I'll take her to uh, Bradley Airport and she'll fly home, right? I, this will be our vacation week. This is if, you know, everything with COVID is okay. I am going to stay for several days by myself and I'll see one or two other people that I know, a relative, and I am going to do a tour of the greatest lobster shacks and hot dog shacks in the state. I love this idea so much. The only thing that I'm going to ask is that you actually take pictures and document it. I will. So that when so that when you come back to tell us all about hot dogs and lobster, that you're not just saying, uh, the name of the place, I don't know, it's something to do with fruit. Anyway, you should find it. It's on this road. It it just ask somebody in New Haven. Okay. So I need you to like take notes and document things. Need me not to be a lazy screw up. Is why don't you just come out and say it? <laughs> This isn't your sixth grade report card, okay? <laughs> um, you know where I'm going for a hot dog? A place called where, Blackies. Blackies. Is that and that out, outside place that you told me about? Yeah. it's uh, No, that, that this is a different one. Blackies has been a hot dog joint, I think, for 90 years. And uh, they just celebrated their birthday. I saw it on the news. And they're famous for this homemade relish that has been in the family. And people have tried to rip that off. It's evidently unbelievable. I remember going there once when I was not. Did you just yawn? I did not. Did you just yawn while I was talking about Blackies? You yawned. I didn't. That's that not helping the show. That was somebody else. That was I sit here and listen to this scientific, hard to understand and follow stuff. And and I'm engaged. I'm talking about Blackie's relish, and I get a yawn, an audible yawn, woman. That's not because you're boring. It's because I stayed up all night thinking of ways uh -huh. to make you look better and help you um, live better. Oh, is better. that right? Oh, and it's, oh yeah. Okay. I, I pulled an all-nighter oh. on your behalf. Oh, yeah. I apologize then. <laughs> Thank you. You did owe me an apology for that. Well, I, I would like What's to What's in this relish? Is it like, please don't tell me there's mayonnaise in this relish because that is an abomination in the eyes of the Lord. Is it pickly relish? Like, what are we talking about um, here? Do you want me to look it up? I can look it up. You don't know? See, this is what I was talking about. Like, could you, so that way you can tell us things and not just like make us jealous. I was, until you there? interrupted me with your rude um, yawn. <laughs> Um, I was about to say the last time I went to Blackie's, my father said, um, oh, here it is. I just pulled it up. People can go and, and see it. Is that the Blackie's? Oh, no, that's a different Blackie's. Um, anyway, I was like nine or 10 years old. 
and I remember how great that hot dog was. He was stuck with me for the whole day. He was making some, I don't know, call business calls, and he knew I would like it, and we pulled in there, and I haven't been there since. And I'm going to Blackie's. And yes, and I will take open? pictures. It's still yes, open? Yes, it's still even, open. Oh, wow. You're not think... even listening. I just said they celebrated their 90th uh, anniversary. Oh, you're not listening, awful. and you're yawning. It must be awful when someone isn't really paying attention. God, it must that be. would be terrible. Yeah, what must yeah. that be like? And then I'm gonna, and then I'm gonna go to all of these great, like Abbott's, Abbott's Lobster Shack, right by the, uh, right by the ocean. I'm gonna have a hot lobster roll for lunch, all by myself. And I'm not gonna have to hear any criticism about what I order. If I want to order the onion rings with the lobster roll and a large coke or a beer, that's what's gonna happen. I want that for you. I want you to have a week where you just go from place to place, stuffing food into your maw and being happy. That's what I'm doing. I want that for you. Thank you, thank you. So folks, I apologize that I don't have the the relish recipe from Blackie's or what's in it anyway. But, you know, maybe another time, maybe another time, and maybe somebody could get some sleep. Maybe somebody could get some sleep before I talk about what's in the relish at Blackie's. (laughs) This This is Bob and Sherry. Here's Bob and Sherry with Charlie King and the Zippy Zodiac. And a big picture look ahead for the brand new year. Charlie, take it away. For Aries, this is all about no more biting your tongue. Although sometimes your honesty may land a bit heavier than you intended, this particular fresh new start is all about planning your biggest life moves to date while knowing that you said everything you need to kind of get off your chest. For Taurus, in the true spirit of giving season, you gave so much of yourself to others recently, your efforts, your energy, gifts. But the new year opens up with a balance between giving and receiving for you. So let yourself be doted on and let somebody else treat you this week. For Gemini, you undoubtedly took the lead over the last few months and you may be coming down off of an amazing high vibe where it was thanks to you (laughs) that others were able to enjoy fun games and listen to cool music and just be thoroughly entertained and keeping the crowds happy is your thing but this new year a little trip (laughs) a little trip is coming for you because you've got something to explore on a personal adventure wow i'm on it i'm on it on it on it (laughs) For cancer, sensitive health is often the story during winter, and that's because this is your opposite season. It's your halfway birthday. After a few weeks of hiding in your shell, though, you're going to be back to good health and really ready to hit targets. Just make sure you get specific about your goals so that you know what it is you're aiming for. Leo, the holidays are usually when you most reconnect with your inner child, kind of having fun just like the Geminis. But after a season of enjoyment... The new year brings serious matters now. An old hobby that you revisit could actually turn into something much more than just a pleasant pastime. And now you have a new future career direction. For Virgo, you're coming out of the hasty holidays and you're reminiscing over memories of how things may be different to the way they used to be. New adventures do open up and this connects you with some brand spanking new people too. So treat yourself with extra care by giving the more challenging of those people a very wide berth. Oh. Mm. Oh, wow. Huh. 
or Libra, after a week of reconnecting with relatives or friends that feel like relatives, you're going to be in a positive mindset. Just be cautious of divulging too much personal information. Something that you're keeping quiet could turn into a blessing. And only then is that news ready for you to share. Mm-hmm. Scorpio. So while everyone else was busy making fresh plans, for you, this year change has really been about tying up loose ends. And your life has been through some challenging upgrades. This isn't a time of leaping into new opportunities, but instead tiptoeing forward very cautiously because you are now much wiser to the experience of sudden, unexpected change. Um, you probably I, don't want any more of that. I'm, <laughs> I, I, I'm down with the challenging part. It's the upgrade part that I seem to be missing. <laughs> so, just so you know. It's coming. All right. For Sagittarius, you could feel like saying this because others often misinterpret you, but somebody's suggestion from back over the festive period has been playing over and over on your mind. And if you are offered a New Year miracle, if if you receive like a second chance at something, you really should take that up. For Capricorn, extra tasks made their way onto your already loaded plate as you kind of went from 23 to 24. No, And it's crazy because people think, oh, you're a Capricorn, you're used to working hard, you're cool with it, you can deal with it. But the truth is you need a break too. So this week, this this whole new year thing is about making those things that you do for yourself really, really weird, wild and unconventional. Unconventional. It's like being... Being a rebel this week. Give yourself permission to be a rebel. Charlie, you know what's so sad? The only thing I really do for myself is pee. So I guess I'm going to go do it outside in a bucket instead of in the comfort of a bathroom. Look at me. Look at me. I don't care about your social norms. Aquarius. Aquarius, you may have floated through the holiday season on autopilot, or you may have been hyper-stimulated by the high social energy. But the whole time, your eyes have kind of been on the new year. And you do have a huge pending life change on its way this month. And that is going to be facilitated by somebody who presents a wildly unusual but golden opportunity. And for Pisces, even the most meticulous plans can take these kind of unexpected turns. And this week, you're going to want to head back into research mode to try and figure out what you want to be when you grow up. And the question is, if you could do or be anything, what would you choose? And then take that and maybe discuss that potential out loud over dinner and drinks with a friend who's going to help you get there. Maybe we have a Pisces out there who, when they grow up, would like to do all of Capricorn's extra tasks. Hit me up. Hit me up. I may have an exciting new career for you. Wow, Charlie. So would you say, like, on a scale of one to five, 2024 isn't horrible for everyone? Or January is definitely going to be nicer to us as an entry point. And as usual, things will heat up, but... Gosh, we've all been through so much. I think we've got these bodies of armor ready to handle whatever comes our way. So, it's oh, well show. said. <laughs> well said. We'll get that posted up at bobandsherry.com and on the Bob and Sherry Facebook. Happy New Year to you, Charlie King. 
This is Bob and Thanks, Charlie. It's the stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, shouldn't do on the regular show. The Oddcast. Oddcast on the free Bob and Sherry app. So earlier in today's show, I was sharing some of the things in this really cool article I read about um, how to have, how to set yourself up for a really good year. You know, how to sort of retrain your thinking and change your perspective a little bit. You know, and, and so much of it was really inspirational. Here's one that um, I'm not going to be doing, and I don't think anyone is going to be doing, except for really, really sensible people. And here it is. Review your expenses as a couple. Sit down. No. Oh. Sit down. No, no, no. And, and let's review your expenses as a couple. Mm. Here's why I don't want to do that. Um, Mr. Kevin, uh, he doesn't have a lot of expenses, you know, other than his basic, his shots, his food. You know, he's like a dog, right? He's pretty right. much just keeping him alive and keeping his coat shiny, you know, and that's good, right? He doesn't have the same level of needs that I have for little treats or like completely unnecessary things like makeup like he doesn't he doesn't need that and we will not even get started on my daughters the last thing that i want to do is sit down and take a look at the numbers with my husband because if i do that i'm gonna be a widow <laughs> he's not gonna survive that how about y'all you want to do that oh, i would never want to do that no i would never want to do that no and she would. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I don't. Yeah, I think Mary. Mary is more frugal than I am, but uh, I'm not getting into that stuff. And thankfully, you know, we both make money. You know, we have our own thing going. We combine here and there, but uh, yeah, I, I'm not going to be talking about what what would be embarrassing for me. I mean, part of it, I guess, are my kids. I still spoil them. Um. I can't think of anything else that I'm really crazy spending. You know, well, COVID now that you're took not, a lot of that out for me. It did. I looked. Now, I looked at my now that you're not golfing. the other day. Yeah, and I don't play golf much anymore, so I can't be blamed for that. But I looked at my my uh, my wardrobe, and <laughs> there's a lot of t long sleeve t shirts. You know, <laughs> there's a lot of pants that are out of style now. That is so true for so many people that I know. You are not the yeah. first person who said to me, I don't like, I don't, a friend of mine was invited to uh, her spouse's, her husband's work party a couple mm -hmm. weeks ago for Christmas. And mm -hmm. I said, oh, what are you going to wear? And she's like, I don't know. I mean, I've got my fancy go into the store yoga pants and then I have everything <laughs> right, else. Like, right. It's yeah. like we... You know, we haven't, uh, a lot of people just haven't been spending on that. And now that you're not golfing, Bob, like, what are you really, what are you really buying? Because there was a time when you would not have wanted to have to sit and explain why three golf balls cost that much. You would not have wanted yeah, to be exactly, there. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I know. Oh, we, we can't go on vacation, but you can spend $40 for a couple of sleeves of golf balls. She would, you know, she's not that type to do that, actually. But the clothes thing, um, you forget how many years have gone by. It's been three or four years since I started buying. And we went to a wedding, and I had the blue blazer, which is, you know, the guy uniform. And I had a cool shirt to go with it. I put on the pants that uh, went with the blazer, and they look so dumpy. 
they they just were out of style and i'm going oh what is this and i thought it's too late to get pants tailored and so i just well i'm i'm at the wedding and the reception and I, all i can think about is my pants that's all <laughs> now when i was young that's all you could think thing. about yes. that's all i could think about then too but it was a different deal <laughs> you know <laughs> I swear to God, I'm walking. Up, I hope I hope people just look, make eye contact, and don't look below my waist. You know. Did you ever dream of the day where you would say, "All I could think about was my pants"? <laughs> no, to be honest with you, I, I I would not have. But it's so true. It ruined the. It was a beautiful wedding. It was on a boat. You know, and every time I'd see like a guy that's like 28 years old, which one of the groomsmen or somebody like that. Um, and he's got this sharp, tight suit on, you know, and he's just looking fantastic. All I could think about was the, these pants where I have literally, I don't have a butt that there it's just yeah. not there. Yeah, they're butt, just yeah. too baggy. So <laughs> how about you, Lamar? Is there one thing that you really do not want to have to discuss with Carla? There's two things when we sit down and we look at, you know, what we spent or whatever. First thing we concentrate on is I pay some subscriptions to some different uh, TV channels, you know, so they don't have to watch commercials and stuff like that. And so she'll start on that. I'm like, whoa, 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 you do see what I'm doing for a living, right? I, I got to know what's going on, you know, and I, I watch a lot of stuff, you know. Okay. Then she goes to my Audible account where I have books on tape. She's like, how can you spend this much money on book? I said, are you against books? She goes, no, yeah. but these are That's not real good. books. These are yeah. not real books. Okay. And, and, and then I go, wait, shot, wait, wait, wait. This massage every month. She goes. Well, that's that's a completely different situation. Let's, let's concentrate on the books yeah. on tape. You know, this get is it. I get, get books on tape. I, I, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous what I have to go through about books on tape. Yeah. I'm a reader. I'm a reader. She goes. No, you're not a reader. <laughs> yes, you are. Yes, yes, you are. are. I know. <laughs> Crazy. Oh, at least you're not worried about your pants. It's Bob and Sherry. <laughs> Leave us a talk back. Talk back with the free Bob and Sherry app. Okay, I have the 20 most common party tricks. So I'm going to burn through them and you tell me how many you can do. Okay? Here we go. Okay. Going going cross-eyed. Yep. Got it. Nope. Twitch, twitch your nose. Nope. Not really. You can't twitch your nose? Really? I mean, I can, but other things on my face move along with it. Yeah. Roll your tongue. Yes. You can do that? No. It's a genetic thing. Flip it over or make it in a... Make make it in a tube. tube. I can't do a clover, but I can do a tube. With all these explanations, we're not going to hit one. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I can do two. I can do two. Raise one eyebrow. Raise one eyebrow. Can you do that? No. No. no I can do that. Crack joints. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Just get no. out of a chair. You can't, you can't do that? <laughs> Catch things in your mouth thrown from afar. Yes. 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 You can do, I that? Can do that? Yes. Oh. Um, touch your nose with your tongue. Nope. No. They did a girl that could, though. 
Really? Sure did, yeah. We'll talk more about that later. Yeah, we have to. <laughs> I know. Moonwalk. God, no, I've wanted nope. to all my life. I've tried, I've tried. I can't do that. Wiggle both your ears. No. No. I can't do that. Double jointed fingers. No. Wish mine were. That's probably great for golf. Uh, touch your chin with your tongue. No. Nope. I can't do that either. Put your leg behind your head. Sherry? <laughs> you know, actually, yeah. Really? I cannot do it. We have to talk about that later. Um, lick an elbow. No. Mm-hmm. Well, the not split. my own. Yeah, right. The split. You do a split? Not nope. anymore. I haven't tried it in a long time. And finally, the most disgusting, turn eyelids inside out. Yes. I hate when people yes. do that. You yes. can do that. Don't ever yes. do it in front I'm of me. A, yes. yes. It's Bob and Sherry. Thank you so much for listening to the Bob and Sherry podcast, the Oddcast, and Talking Lamar. We would love it if you would subscribe, rate, and review, and maybe share it with a friend on Facebook, Instagram, wherever you go. And thank you again so much for listening. Tis the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire.